Dallas Scott. I'm the owner of GS Logs. GS Logs. Let's get to that in just a second. But I have a feeling you're going to be able to tell us what it is through my first question. It involves the recent airstrikes in Saudi Arabia. I caught a post of yours on LinkedIn, which you kind of made some comments about how your software and, and your ideas actually uh, related and, and it's uh, rippled through and impacted that sort of thing. And you've got a little bit of uh, expertise and some uh, knowledge in this area. So, uh, Mr. Dallas Scott, thank you for joining the program here today. Talk to me a little bit about what's going on over there in terms of uh, industry and how you guys are uh, creating some solutions for people. Well, with the uh, Saudi attacks uh, and the the oil being lost over there, of course, there's going to be a ripple effect uh, in the U.S. market, and that's going to be uh, a short-term ramping up of, of rigs and oil prices. Um, it's just my own personal opinion. I think it'll last for about a month. Uh, I just read a report uh, that the Saudi government and Saudi Aramco said that they'll have uh, the facility back up and running within a month. Um, I think it'll take a little bit longer than that, personally, but, um, I mean, they're, they're trying to get it back online as soon as possible. So, um, with, with what GS Logs does is, is we are a third-party remote operations company for directional services. So, we're able to allow uh, directional companies to ramp up in a time like this with uh, remote staffing, and just the capability of handling extra rigs in a short period of time. After the airstrikes happened, I bet I got a half a dozen to eight texts from people that you know had some sort of information tied to it, but most of them were tied to like gas prices. How is this going to impact gas prices and that sort of thing? Your particular thought on this is really a slice that not many people are talking about. Like I'm saying, most people get caught up in the gas prices and what kind of impacts that going to have. This really does have a ripple effect in a lot of little niche areas, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, that was a that was a production facility and, and a holding facility. So I mean, that was that was oil already drilled and uh, waiting to be made into gas or diesel or, or whatever it may be. Plus, you know the, the the holding tanks as well. So, I mean, that was that was oil that was lost. So, I mean, it has to be replaced somehow, and um, you just got to drill for more. So, uh, and the U.S. market is is always willing to take up any slack in in the market, uh, especially with the the shale plays that we have. So, um, I mean, I ex- I expect the rig count to go up a little bit. And oil, I mean, you know, we've all seen oil prices ticking up um, here lately since, since the attack. So, um, and, and it's just my own personal opinion, uh, but, uh, so yes. I just want to make sure I'm following this correctly here in terms of the type of uh, services that, that you guys are providing the oil, oil industry is. I did a story five, six years ago. I, I want to say it must have been Liberty Oil. And they were doing some remote fracking up in the Bakken. They, they had guys that worked, you know, a regular schedule down in San Antonio, I want to say, and did some fra- fracking up in the, outside of Watford City. And this was, you know, five, six, seven years ago. I think I, if my memory serves me right, they've been doing it offshore for 
decades, but I, I'm not familiar. Uh, y- you're talking about remote drilling, correct? Y- yes, sir. So, um, yeah, the remote remote operations and remote drilling has um, ha- has been around for quite a while. The technology has been there. Uh, it's, it's been primarily held by the majors, Halliburton, Schlumberger, Baker Hughes, uh, you know, all the all the big dogs of the industry, and. Um, there's, there's a few independents that have started playing with it and, and then have it. Um, but, but not only is it just the capabilities of doing remote ops, but you also have to have the directional tools to be able to do it as well. Um, and it's, it's starting to become more and more prevalent on U.S. land. Um, uh, uh, operators want directional companies to drill faster and faster and cheaper and cheaper. Well, uh, you know, the only way to really do it now is by taking people off a location. Um, so, you know, you, the company man still has to have somebody yell at. Um, somebody still has to be responsible. Uh, you can't automate everything and turn it all over to AI or robotics. Um, so what we do is we, we uh, everybody that I have working at GS Logs is, is former field hands. We were all, all guys in the field out there throwing tools and putting tools in the hole. And uh, I just brought those guys into the office, gave them a little like, uh, more training, and we're able to spread our talents across multiple rigs instead of just one rig. And uh, we're, we're able to bring down costs for directional companies and operators while still giving them flexibility, providing them a standard, and... Uh, uh, allowing them to still maintain quality and performance without uh, as much personnel. I've been out to a number of different shale plays, and the one that strikes my mind, uh, sticks out in my mind, pardon me, is the Permian, where the, the rigs are really close together. I mean, I've seen a lot of different aerial shots and drone shots, but even when you get in the car and you drive, it's not like it is, say, in the Bakken or some of the other areas where you've got, you know, some, some uh, mountains and buttes and hills separating, that sort of thing. Uh, the reason I bring up that proximity of the wells and the closeness of the Permian, as you were talking, I just kept thinking about, you know, the, these airline uh, flight navigator people, the, the, the airline traffic controllers, and all the different, you know, two miles down and two miles horizontal drills that are going on out there. Does your software have an oversight for these companies in terms of an air, air traffic control pattern, but, you know, two miles below the surface so these drill bits aren't running into each other? Yeah, absolutely. The, the Permian is, is a great example. And uh, right before the Saudi attack as well, I saw a report of, of the rig count uh, for U.S. land, and, and uh, I think it was around 937 rigs. 447 rigs were just in West Texas, and like 700 and some change were in Texas. So, I mean, you know, over 70% of all your rig count in the United States is right here in Texas, and, and a majority of them are in the Permian. And, I mean, they've been punching holes in the Permian for decades. And so there's uh, countless wells out there. So drilling these extended reach uh, wells these days 
uh, I mean, it's, it's a maze out there. Uh, well, you know, underground. And uh, what, what we do is what's called running anti-collision. Uh, when you're drilling wells real time, especially in, in, in a basin like that, you definitely want to be running uh, anti-collision to make sure that you're staying away from, from wells. And, of course, the well planners that, uh, you know, plan the whole well out before anything's even on location, they take into account all the wells that are in the area. But anyways, uh, we put all the, that information into our software, and every survey that's taken, usually uh, there's a survey taken every 90 feet, and it gives us the inclination and the azimuth, which is basically the direction and angle of the well bore. And then we, we run those numbers uh, with, with all the other wells in that exact location that would be in the way of the current drilled well. And, of course, uh, with, with those numbers that are entered, an algorithm is run, and it spits us back out like a, what's called a separation factor and a center to center, basically telling you, you know, this is the center of the well bore being drilled, and these are all the distances of how far you away, you are away from the other centers of these other past well bores. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing down there. And, you know, you got to have a, a quality tool in the hole to give you quality data so you can avoid those other wells. But, yes, we do, we do have, and in a short answer, the answer is yes. Uh, all right, I, I got to layer in one one more uh, nerd question, one more geek question, if, if you will. Uh, so much of this reminds me of precision agriculture, the way that you're you're relaying da- data back and forth, and t- you know taking surveys and that sort of thing. How, how much of what you guys are doing is logging, or are you guys logging? Because it would seem with all the tracking that's going on, much like precision agriculture. Man, that would be such a valuable tool to have the logging done at the same time. Um, yes. Uh, it really depends on, like, let's say, for instance, like, let's use the Permian again, okay? So there's tens of thousands, if not you know, 100,000 wells out there that have been drilled, right? So normally when a directional well is drilled, we log what's called gamma ray, right? So there's a gamma probe in the, in the directional tool that's, you know, shooting out gamma rays at all times and the sensors are reading it and that's how we read our formations and, and, and where we're going. Uh, so since there's tens of thousands of wells in the Permian, um, let's say from surface to say about 10,000 feet, a lot of companies don't log gamma anymore because they have all you know tens of thousands of wells gamma data, right? And it's all the same formation. So, um, in, in heavily drilled areas, sometimes we don't log the surface, what's considered surface and intermediate uh, of the well, um, but we, we always log uh, the curve and the laterals, but uh, in, in, in other plays and other basins, the entire well is logged. But yes, we do log all that information, gamma, resistivity, uh, azimuthal, gate, uh, azimuthal gamma ray imaging. Uh, we, we were able to log all that information. And then we turn it over to the Railroad Commission or whatever state uh, regulation commission there is. Oh, you even you even link up that step too, huh? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. We, we do, as, you know, once the well is complete, we turn over all the, the data to the directional company, to the operator, to the 
uh, well, in the state of Texas, it's the Railroad Commission. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know what it is up there for you guys, but uh, we, we turn over uh, all the survey and logging information to the correct state regulatory agency. Now, you could tell me to buzz off, but my job is to ask questions, and um, you seem to be pretty transparent. So uh, I, I interviewed a gentleman who uh, does some downhole video work, and his business really took off in April, he said. You know, he had to spend a couple years, you know, doing fine, but it, there was an education process involved there. And then people started seeing how his technology was proactive and, and that sort of thing. So in April, when rigs started going down, his business started going up. Um, how is your business doing? You know, I mean, like I said, rig counts are about down 20%, but then we had this Saudi Arabia thing happened, and you're in the technology side of things, so you, you have that educational period that's going to happen. Um, um, do you mind sharing about how your business is doing, and are you seeing any success in certain areas or trends or anything along those lines? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, of course, yes, there is definitely an education curve um, in educating your potential clients and customers. Um, but the cool thing about us is that uh, we provide directional services, but we don't provide directional tools. So we're able to work with anybody within the industry because we're, I guess you could call it tool agnostic, right? We're tool uh uh, we don't hold any bias towards any particular company or brand or style of, of directional tool. And um, so, so that, that piques our, our clients and uh, customers' interest is that, uh, you know, we're able to run anybody's, anybody's directional tool. And um, the, the learning curve is that uh, U.S. land is a little bit behind on technology. Uh, Canada... The UK, the North Sea, um, they've been doing all this, this remote operations and remote drilling for uh, 10, 15, 20 years. Uh, and, and U.S. land is just getting around to it in the last decade. So uh, we're, we're a little bit behind. There's a, there is an educational curve uh, for, for everybody, including uh, myself. Uh, but we do have other services uh, to provide our clients as well that can provide GS logs with additional revenue. We were able to supply uh, remote 5G internet and Wi-Fi service out to these rig locations or, or if you know, you've got a production crew that, that needs to send off data and there's no internet on location, we can do that. Um, and and the, the, the anti-collision reporting and six-axis correction surveys, uh, we have... We have different revenue streams. Um, it's not just remote drilling. So, um, you know, while the rig counts are down, uh, GSLog has actually uh, positioned itself to be a, a help in a volatile market. Um, when layoffs come around, the most expensive thing to a directional company or any company really is personnel. Uh, when layoffs come around, or when when uh, uh, tight times come around, uh, directional companies don't start selling assets; they start laying off humans. Um, and, and we're able to be their backup whenever you know they they've gone through a layoff, and then there's a sudden ramp up, and they need hands. Uh, we're, we're able to provide those hands remotely, uh, and again, we're all we're all former senior hands. 
we know what we're doing, we know what we're looking at, and and we can we can help them in that department. So that's that's really what we what we focus on is, is helping, not competing. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up because that is important for people to remember that when an industry is going through some shifts and some changes and whether there's a micro recession or a globalization that's going on, at the end of the day, it's still about can you make a better steak sandwich because the money is still being circulating around the planet. So can you make a better steak sandwich than the next guy? Um, what, what we're talking about here. I would imagine that you you you've got some international aspirations. I mean, you 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 know, we're here talking about the Saudi Arabia drone strikes and how that ripples through the industry, and remote drilling is one of those things. Well, you know, you mentioned you got four or five other services, and good. I'm I, I, I'm glad to hear that. But I would imagine that your remote services or your remote drilling services is probably catching some international attention too. Uh, yes, yes, it is. Um definitely looking at some plays in, in South America. Um, uh, my whole goal is to take GSLogs global. Uh, I, I envision a much larger market than just U.S. land. Um, there's, there's plenty of markets that could benefit from remote operations. It's, uh, a lot of it is a communication barrier and government regulations. Uh, there, there is definitely a lot of government regulations on data uh, you know, especially drilling data. So um, it's all barriers that uh, we have to overcome. But um, those are those are plays that we're we're looking at getting into. So those are barriers that we will overcome. I'm writing down government regulations on data for a future show topic because that's that to me is something that needs to be discussed because no one is talking about that, and that is one of the chief important issues going on right now. I'm very familiar with it in the world of communications. Um, right. Yeah, Rupert Murdoch, he was a, with Yahoo <laughs> and Fox. And, oh, yeah, he carved the planet. You know, he's got access to like 85% of the, the, the planet's eyeballs. I mean, he's, he's over in China, down in, you know, uh, what do you call it, Australia, Eurasia, all these different places. So he, he, he kind of carved that path out a little bit. I can't even imagine what when you're talking about socialist countries and private and tribal when you start talking about integrating all these different things together with with intellectual property whew, that's a topic man that's gonna i mean we almost need a panel for that yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> i mean it's a it's it's a struggle um but i mean there's there's always ways to get around things or work through things so uh you know that's what we look to do, and we don't we don't uh, want anything to stop us from uh, providing this service to everybody worldwide. And I don't see why anybody shouldn't be able to to, to utilize it. So well, that's I, our goal. Well, I appreciate you coming on and giving us some insight on the Saudi Arabia uh, events that have happened and educating us a little bit on remote drilling. Uh, give yourself a plug and uh, let people know uh, how they can find you on the interweb or social media and you, you know you mention your services again kind of group them together so those people listening can hear it in one lump instead of having to take notes because <laughs> i mean i know i know all of my listeners take notes every day i know that so absolutely so yeah um they can find us uh on, on linkedin just 
type in GSLog, or they can go to www.gslog.net. Uh, there's tons of information about the, the company on our website. And um, again, we're a third-party remote operations company that's uh, uh, tool agnostic or tool uh, non-biased, and, and we provide our services uh, to all directional and operators worldwide. And um, they can also get 5G uh, internet services, uh, anti-collision, survey corrections, magnetic storm corrections. We do all, all that good stuff. And uh, they can even call me direct at 832-714-0101. I'm I'm the actual owner, and I give out my number, and people can actually call me and and ask me questions. Um, I'm I'm definitely not scared of answering my phone or answering the tough questions either. 